Let's get ready to rumble! Hello and welcome to Netflix vs. Cinema, the podcast that this week has been bitten, has been bitten by the thing we love. Once again, cinemas are back. Yes, they are, and we rejoice, and we won't have it any other way, but we have been bitten by that old chestnut, film times. Film timings. <laughs> Which means that we might not have as many films for you as we want, as we usually do. My name is Tosin, and um, I am based in the United Kingdom, somewhere in the middle of the country, in an area called the Midlands, in a town called Bromsgrove. And jo- joining me, as always, on the Isle of Wight, are Sharon. Hello. And I would usually say Sean. However, Sean has decided to th- roll the clock back a couple of years, <laughs> roll the clock back <laughs> to when we were, we used to run, uh, uh, I think, the first ever thing that we did is that we did a radio show. We did a radio show, a hospital radio on the Isle of Wight called They Don't Make Them Like They Used To. And we then moved to another radio show at Vectus Radio, which is a community radio station, which is just a movie review show, straight up movie review show of what was in the cinemas that week. And every now and then, Sean would have a day where he would just, he would, because he was, a, Sean was a teacher, then he was working for, he would go back and work for the school and he would do a lot of driving mini buses to cricket tournaments and we would have days where we would just get messages from Sean going, I'm on my way, I'm on my way, um, just start without me. And then we would start the show and we would be vamping and vamping. And then at some point, Sean will burst into the room, sit down, and we'd have to signal to him, okay, Sean, Sean, just keep quiet, keep quiet, keep quiet. And so at some point, at some point during this podcast, we will have the third member, the third member of our cohort, which is Sean, who will burst in and cause chaos. Because as Sean is one to do, but uh, with me is Sharon, and Sharon, we were talking about cinema timings and how you got bitten. You were the one who got bitten by them. I got week. bitten. Yes, it's my turn. Well, I got bitten um, figuratively by the cinema times and literally by some bugs. So I was, I had my, <laughs> I have got loads of itchy, scratchy bites all over me, and um, a legacy of my gardening days is that my body just basically overreacts to every bite now it goes into hyper (laughs) okay we've got to fight this and I get a fever the burning the scratchy horribleness and swelling lumps and bites so yeah so I have been bitten literally and figuratively by the cinema the figurative bit biting was I sat down um, ready to go had looked up the cinema times earlier in the week thinking I'll watch that film and it's on at 10 to 8. I thought, well, that's a good time. I can get home from work, sort myself out and have, have a sit down, go to the cinema. So come half past seven, I thought, oh, I'll just get myself. I might go book my ticket ready. And I looked and I thought, oh, it's not 10 to. <laughs> it's 10 past seven. <laughs> so it's not 10 to 8. It was 10 past seven. So it was seven. It was 1910 instead of 1950. And I just went, oh no. And because I had <laughs> left it till half past to look, um, it was too late to get there in time to catch the beginning. Catch the I would film. have missed. So, so what, what film would you have seen? That I think it was called Monster Hunter. Oh, Monster Hunter. Yeah. yeah. I know Sean has seen it. So at least yeah. it's. And here he is now. Oh, and there he is. There he is. Sean, <laughs> bursting through the gates. As we spoke about it, we were just we were just talking about this. We're talking about like, you know, uh, like uh, a, a throwback to our days on radio, on like, you know, hospital radio, community radio, and how there were days where you'd be late. And then all of a sudden you just sort of burst in halfway through the show and cause chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Yeah, I've been um, 
I've been, it was really nice. Been up new close because there was like a, the schools got together for a year, year ten, eight, nines was, was they, they, all the schools were there for a little cricket tournament at new close, which is the cricket ground. And yeah, it's you, really, you really said, nice. You said it was a cricket festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. and that was the boys. So it might be the same next week because they're doing the girls next Thursday. So oh, all right, be. good for yeah. the girls. It's so, okay. We'll, we'll have you crashing in. We'll have you crashing in all the time. So we were talking about the films that we've seen this week. And we're talking about the fact that Sharon has gotten bitten by the cinema timing bug. Mm-hmm. And the, that, uh, the film, I think the films that I see increasingly are actually uh, are determined by the f- cinema timing bug. Because, um, because I have one day a week to see films. Tuesday nights are my films. So I go play tennis and I'm allowed to go play tennis. Go to go to the cinema, then come back. So tennis finishes around about eight thirty. So I have to see whatever film starts around about eight thirty. I really wanted to see In the Heights this week, the Lin Manuel Miranda uh, adaptation of the Lin Manuel Miranda musical. I really wanted to see that, but I've none seen, of the what? I've seen the trailer for that, and yeah, I mean, I normally like musicals, but honestly, Toes, I thought the trailer was was <laughs> I don't know. It just I was like. Oh looks absolutely awful but it might be worth seeing just to see how okay. awful it is okay well, did you what did you think when you saw the trailer for la la land uh i can't really remember I'd, um what did i think i just thought oh that looks all right but this was just like i don't know i think it's aimed at totally totally like totally young teenagers i think well i think it's a, a looking at the the people who like hamilton i think because it's got ah. that sort of mashup hasn't it between it's it's, it's more of a, it's more of a sort of, it's more of a hip-hop musical Right, it's well, okay. yeah, it's definitely more of a hip hop musical than than um, your than your, stereo, than your than your stereotypical musical. I mean, mine hasn't been the timings; mine's been the football, really. <laughs> well, but that comes back to timings. Yes, like, it does. It does. You're it right. comes back to timings because you're you're busy watching Euro 2020, and you have to figure out what what films you can yeah. start watching <laughs> and finish watching before the football match starts. Exactly. Now, yeah, so for me, I haven't been bothering about that whatsoever. But it's, but yeah, so that means that this week, the film that I got to see that started at, because I finished playing tennis at 8.30, this film started at 8.40, and that, <laughs> no, well, the, the, well, the advert started at 8.40. So I was like, if I leave the tennis club at 8.40, I can make it to the cinema by around about, you know, maybe like, you know, 8.55, 9 o'clock, yeah. and maybe then the film would have started. <laughs> and so that, that's the way I saw, I saw it go about it. And uh, yeah, the film I saw was Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Ooh. Okay, that, I've seen the trailer. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one I managed to see this in in cinemas. And Sean, you managed to see the film that I think that Sharon was going to see, mm. which was Monster Hunter. Monster yeah, Hunter. I got my timings all muddled up. Ooh, 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 ooh. Sean, you see, Sean gave a little bit of an exhale when he said the words "Monster Hunter," which makes <laughs> me think I might know what's coming. But <laughs> <laughs> you did a kind of monster hunter <laughs> but, but all right cool and at home sharon you saw woman in the window yes on netflix yeah woman in the window i'm happy to only do two because this, the thing i saw this week uh, i'm happy to keep it over to, for next week and um sharon you um, and sean you saw emperor emperor all emperor, right cool yeah all right so let us kick off let us kick off with monster hunter Let's get okay. some kick off in cinema. Let's kick off with Monster Hunter. Sean, your five minutes start now. Okay, so basically, what you've got, you've got is it what's 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 uh, is it Mila Djokovic? What's it, is that Mi- the one? Mi- Mila Jovovich? Jovovich, yeah. Okay, and she's like a a red red hot um, you know ranger that is um, you know you know really good. She's got this team of experts that are going in to rescue someone, and all of a sudden there's like this bit of a storm, mm-hmm. 
there's a bit of a storm and they end up going through like a a gate a loop sort of thing and they end up in this 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 area where their 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 guns and their weapons are pretty useless against against this big creature monster yeah. so and um I'm trying to do it so the way, unless he's not saying spoilers. Yeah. So anyway, so there's this monster and it's not very good, but there is like a hunter who, um, who's been there, obviously knows the ropes who, and that. And so who lives in this land that they have been transported to yeah, you for transport. storytelling purposes. That's right. And also there's like this, um, this bunch, <laughs> bunch of like, uh, I don't know if you call them pirates or because basically on the sand, it's like the sand is like the sea in this area and, and ships can sail. So they oh, like, yeah. like go through the sand rather than the sea. Um, and so there's this like, like little group that they're saying, Oh, you know, you, you, we need really need to destroy this, this, um, this gate thing. We nearly need to destroy it so that you don't come into our world anymore. It's got Ron Perlman in now, Ron Perlman. <laughs> most of, you know, I mean, he's one of my, he's one of my sort of, bogey's been writing a couple of things but most of the things i just i just i don't know i can't i can't um he's not my anyway he's like this like a lion he looks like got loads of hair he's not a lion he's a man but he's just got like masses of masses he was a lion in beauty and the beast wasn't he was he the tv series oh obviously so he looks a bit a bit, you know. Well, the thing is, the thing about Ron Perlman is that Ron Perlman, obviously, he was Hellboy as well. There is was, something yeah. a bit, there is something that about Ron Perlman's face that lends itself towards animals. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> the best role I've seen him in, believe it or not, this is and this is on YouTube, and it's it's called uh, Dirty Laundry, and it's a ten-minute bootleg universe of The Punisher with Tom oh, yeah, Jane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, think I might have seen that. Yeah. You can actually get it on YouTube if you just put in. And I mean, that's a, but he's like he's like a, a wheelchaired. Yeah bar owner and that thing anyway let's get back yeah, well, to well, anyway going, but just before i go back i'll just say ron perlman i'll put ron perlman and michael rooker in the same kind of like thing they yeah. show up in films and they play the same kind of character yeah yeah and the, yeah so anyway you've got this um and there's 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 like two types of monster there's like a big sand monster wormy thing reminds me a bit of june something yeah. like that that's pretty they, they're pretty nasty and then you've got like these ants but they're, they're oh no spiders they're more well they're like spider ants i suppose if you can think of. so they're like a bit of a cross and they end up being caught and after escape you know and there's all this uh smash them hash them up um but uh i don't know i don't know what to say about this it was it wasn't horrifically bad it wasn't horrifically bad it wasn't like a Oh, you know, it, 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 it wasn't okay. So, so this wasn't my Hufflepuff, should we say? Wasn't my Huffy or Puffy? So. Yeah, it is like it, it stars Mila. Yo, it stars Mila Jovovich, and it's directed by her husband w, uh, Paul W S Anderson. Anderson, who did all of the Resident Evil movies, yeah. and it's, those are terrible. Yeah, well, it's basically. I guess you could say it's like Resident Evil, I suppose, with with you know different different monsters. Whereas, because I mean, I think in the Resident Evil ones, it always starts off with zombies, and gradually the monsters get. Yeah, yeah, harder yeah. and harder to defeat, or more and more. Yeah, you know, like so. Yeah, so it's it's much along that lines. It's a typical what you love action film, and um, you know, there's a few. Uh, well, yeah. Okay, okay. See, I'm hoping that it's better than Resident Evil, and if I may, if I may, because I know that the obviously I, I, with a film I, called Mon, with a film called Monster Hunter, it shouldn't be a spoiler to find out that there's monsters in this film and there's a hunter. Exactly. And, yeah. And so you were talking about the hunter, and I th- believe he's played by Tony Jaa. Who yeah, is Tony Jaa. Yeah, Tony Jaa. Who 
who came to Ong prominence Bak. in a film called Ong Bak. Yeah. Now, now, I can't remember, where's Ong Bak from? Is it Thai? Was it Thailand? Yeah, he's yeah, a Thai. A, yeah, he's, he's yeah. like a... Yeah, it, it, it was a Thai movie. It was uh, And... And Ong Bak was one of these films that came out and you're just kind of like, this is madness. The stunts mm. that were coming out and he became like this sort of action star. But a bit like Iko Uwais in The yeah. in the Raid. Yeah, uh, You yeah. come up with this like, breakout. Like Tony Jaa came to, and essentially Hollywood, all they could think of to do with him was, oh, he can fight. Oh, he doesn't speak English that well. Oh, he's from, he's not white. Thailand, yeah. We'll make, we'll make him the bad guy. I think I I think I read somewhere or someone might have told me it might have been someone told me but that Tony Jaa because he became quite big at one time and but I think the studios that he was contracted to or something like that and he lost a lot of lot of money on the contract and stuff yeah so you know but anyway yeah I like anyway I'm I'm happy to see him back in the film and I'm hope that's why I'm hopeful that this is better than Resident Evil the reason I would want to watch the film is Tony Jaa yeah, Tony Jar. Yeah, Tony Jar's great. I, I, I like Tony Jar. I think he's 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 class. I would I would put it on a par. I would put it on a par with the the uh, Resident Evil franchise. Uh, oh, um, so yeah, I mean it's pretty much. I mean, it's pretty much uh, Mila Djokovic, you know, showcase really. You know, she's like the the one that's well all the way through. You know, I think her name's. What is it? It's like, what's her name? Artemis. Artemis. So, yeah. and they keep going about that. So, it's just like she's she. It's 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 a it's a we vehicle for her to do her stuff, really. And the yeah. rest, everything else is a, uh, you know, sort of, you know, in the yeah in the oh. peripheries. The peripheries, whereas Myla gets practically all the screen time doing her flips and flops and stuff. Well, what can we say? Her what husband say? loves her. Yes, yeah, that's true. she's a goddess, so give her a goddess name. And, and she does, I, I, I mean, I suppose, for, for what you say about the films and that, she does look competent at doing the stuff. It doesn't oh, look yeah, yeah, like yeah. She, Do you know what I mean? She does actually she, look she the can, part. She can do action in her sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, yeah. You, you know, it's not like um, she seems forced or anything like that. It just seems perfectly natural to her. Yeah. So, so how I'm many not, stars? How many yeah, stars I was just going to say, Hunter? for Monster Hunter, I'd probably say I didn't mind it too huffy-puffy. Um, so, and it kept me reasonably entertained. So I'm going to give this one a three star. All right, cool. Monster Hunter has three stars. And now we will go a good start from cinema. Well, an all right start from cinema. I mean, you saying that they're on par of the Resident Evil films really just scared the life out of me. (laughs) But, (laughs) but, but, um, but now we go over to, to Netflix and this is Sharon. You are taking this off with... Was it The Woman in the Window? The Woman in the Window. All right, cool, so far away. Yeah, I think, I think this is based on the novel that was very successful the last, last, I think it was last year, the last two years, it was you know, sort of quite a big deal. But basically it is, it stars Amy Adams, and she is a woman who is agoraphobic. So she spends her life in her house, and it's in New York, and it's one of the old brownstone buildings, so it's a house with a sort of a basement area and then it's got like a three-story townhouse Mm -hmm. and so she spends her days basically um looking out the window and she's sort of basically nothing escapes her notice that goes on in the street and she's noticed that it starts on a monday and it says on that monday and she looks at the window and someone has moved in into the house over the street from her and it's a couple with a teenage son yeah. And then over the course of that week, um, 
she gets she thinks she gets to know all of the people there they come and visit her to say hello and then she witnesses something through a window and she thinks she has witnessed a crime but be, the, one of the reasons she's agoraphobic is because she suffered a a trauma and a tragedy and so she is and as so something of a breakdown so she is on medication and she has previously had issues with alcohol abuse mm -hmm. since this tragedy and so basically she is your classic unreliable witness and so she has called the police to say i think i've seen a crime being committed and then no one believes her yeah. and then things start escalating where she sees more things and things happen and again she's left in that situation as we are as the viewer of not knowing what is real and what is not if it's a hallucination a a symptom of her trauma and her mental state or whether something really is going on so in some ways it's not a new story yeah sounds a bit like rear window to me rear yeah. window, we've been <laughs> before, and the whole paranoid person sees something and no one believes them i yeah. think in that storyline before um but it is engagingly done there's some quite starry cameos in it um gary oldman is one of the people who um moves in over the street and julianne moore uh pops up in it there's yeah, the two other faces you'll know that pop up in it even if the names escape me at the moment mm. and, and amy adams obviously carries the whole thing as the main protagonist so yeah it's a a thriller a drama speculative so you don't really quite know what what is real and what's not okay now, now if i may uh, look, i'll tell you what um okay this this is like tosin's prejudice hour and he's going to tell you all the prejudices he has like when sean tells us all the actors that he hates for some indefinable reason <laughs> reason yeah 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 <laughs> yeah and so this is a film like um because there, there there seemed to be a period of time where we had the female on in the object the girl on the train became yes. a big book mm. and then became a film the woman in the window was like, gone uh, girl yeah yeah oh, no no gone girl is heads and shoulders above all of yeah. those and i feel yes, like all true. of them came in the wake of gone girl and they all a bit like how the divergent series came in the wake of the hunger games games and yeah so all my prejudice about this are saying oh it is a ripoff of a rear window it is this it's and especially when the last woman on or female on object thing which was yeah. girl on the train it is quite a, reminiscent of girl on train again because she was like a, a someone with no, no issues yes and yes you were yeah. left to doubt everything you saw and whether it was her perception whether it was your perception yeah. and yeah. it was and, yeah and, and the thing is with girl on the train i never read the book but watching the film made me wonder what the heck the big deal was with the book <laughs> because uh, the film was rubbish yeah all the three things you mentioned though gone girl girl on a train the woman in the window are all based on best-selling novels and yeah. i think they they it's one of those things where it's quite a short gap between publishing success yes. and then translation to screen they yes. seem to be trying to to grab that success quite quickly whereas yeah. in years gone by a book would be quite well established before it was adapted and now it seems to be okay it's got done well as a book let's make a film of it we've adapted everything there's nothing left to adapt quick <laughs> quick get this sketch that this five-year-old kid made on a napkin make it into a film <laughs> so so well, so, right. so he's done he has got quite a good filmography behind him but sort of to go into like the analysis of it if it compares to those it certainly is of a type 
And I would probably say, for me, I had some issues with it, again, because it felt slightly derivative. So I thought, I feel like this is a familiar story. And I yeah. feel like I know what's going to happen. And I in that going, regard, yeah. I probably wasn't disappointed in that. It wasn't entirely predictable, but the fact that there was a twist at the end, you knew that there was going to be a twist at the end. Yeah. And so, um, but yeah, it was sort of competently done. Um, the only thing I would say is because she's agoraphobic and she's in this not tall, narrow house. And at one point they say, it was quite dark in here. And she says, yes, I like it dim. But it meant that half the time you couldn't see what was going on anyway. So it added <laughs> to confusion, but it added to my confusion because I was a bit, you know what my lives are like, my, my vision's like anyway. I was a bit like, what's going on? Uh, what's yeah. that? It's, <laughs> and some uh, okay. comes on the screen and you're supposed to read it. I was like, ah, what does that say? <laughs> All right, and uh, okay. Oh, oh my God, oh my God! I can feel the spirit of Sean calling to me. So many tangents, so many tangents we can go down. But, yeah. uh, oh, oh, pick one, pick one, pick one tangent. All right, cool. So, um, so with the film, did the film give you any inkling as to why the book was such a big was such a big bestseller, and how many stars would you give it? I would. From the film, I probably wouldn't rush out to read the book. Yeah, right. I would think. Yeah, there's probably nothing else you can reveal to me that's not been revealed on the screen. Hasn't unless you want to deep sort of delve into an emotional state, um, that's more interesting on the page than on the screen. But yeah. I'll give it a three. I would say it was competently done, but it is of a type, and there weren't. There's no real big surprises in it. Everyone does. Everyone sort of turns up, says their lines, does their job. Gary Oldman was a little bit how sometimes he can verge on the overacting. Yeah, he was. Mm -hmm overacting a little bit in this i felt that his character wasn't entirely believable he sort of would go from naught to 60 and i'm thinking this doesn't warrant that sort of reaction so i would give it a three i would say it was competent but sort of did not wasn't a grabber it wasn't a, like a whoa whoa this is really good so i would say yeah a a three yeah now more more on that more on that what you said about gary oldman more on that in the, in the, in the film i'm going to talk about but also the thing you were talking about um it being a dark film is something i find when you're trying to watch a film that's really really dark at home that because you have like reflections coming through the window and everything yeah. like that and it's actually really difficult and every now and then we get a bit philosophical on this podcast and if you're listening and you're wondering what the heck's happening what we usually do is we go see things in the cinema rate them out of five if you haven't figured that out yet we see things at home rate them out of five we take an average at the end and we see who won this week where was our money better spent but one of the things that um that like when uh, i talk about it is when you go see a dark movie in the cinema you sit down and you sort of like you know you watch something in the cinema and because it's all closed out it's easier to see stuff mm -hmm. when you now take the same dark movie and you try and watch it at home Especially when you have like a sunny day, like we've been having good yeah, weather recently. The curtains pulled, and you still manage to get reflection of the you, table. You get reflection of random light. things. Yeah, it's like there's you, you never re, you never realize that it just reflects in all these lovely LCD TVs that we have, and makes it really hard to see the picture. So it's so yeah. I just thought that's that's one I'll just sort of, I'll go a little bit philosophical and say. Uh, take that take that Netflix that's what cinema does better but now we get on to the film that I saw that I've as I said Hitman's Wife Bodyguard now this is a sequel to the Hitman's Bodyguard which was released a couple of years back this was Ryan Reynolds it was Samuel L. Jackson Salma Hayek showed up a little bit in the film and it was essentially if you think Lethal Weapon or you think The Last Boy Scouts or you think those sort of films that were made usually by Shane Blank in the not blank, Shane Black, in the late 80s, early 90s, 
that way it's like you know it's a buddy cup thing it's like a it's an action movie but it's a comedy there's banter flying back and forth and the chemistry between samuel L. jackson and ron reynolds made the first film it yeah made it so much yeah it made it so much that um and this was a, i think the first one was a film that critics quite frankly generally speaking and um we're talking like you know respected critics not like us hated they hated the first film but people went, went to like watch the film were like oh my god i love it. it was so much fun they loved the film so much that when i told somebody at aforementioned tennis club that um that i had gone to see the hitman's wife's bodyguard he was like oh they shouldn't have made a sequel to that film they shouldn't have made a sequel to that film that's Mar- I was speaking to mark Hudson. he was like oh he's like that first one was was brilliant it was it was excellent they should not have made a sequel to that and that that was his thing is like no this was too good a film they should have left it well alone and um in the second one, it is more of the same. It is more of the same where this is a film that has been lambasted by critics. People have said, oh, it is terrible. The jokes are tired. So many forced things are humor. But I still think it is about the chemistry between the lead characters. Because now Salma Hayek, being the hitman's wife of the in the first film, so... Uh, this is a kind of film storyline yeah whatever story yeah. who cares about storyline is <laughs> storyline is an excuse for the action and for the banter that goes on so this time Salma Hayek so shows up and she's pushed more to the front there's a thing about Ryan Reynolds character where he's taking a sabbatical from being a bodyguard mostly through to the mostly due to the trauma that he's experienced because of Samuel L. Jackson's <laughs> character and she shows up while he's in the middle of this Italian resort and just grabs him and goes you need to help me get my husband and all that kind of stuff and you carry on action kicks off there's banter there's flying there's insults there's all that kind of stuff going in summer hike fits in perfectly and this is a film that i was watching going you know what I, i'm loving this i am absolutely enjoyed loving that. this I I, I I i i enjoyed the first one i think i seem to remember i thought much better than what i thought it was going to be yeah. Yeah, i mean yeah you, you, yeah yeah you felt the same did you sharon yes i did i wasn't yeah. i didn't expect to like it no <laughs> Yeah, but I think that's that's the thing. The first one is it's a likable film. It's a likable film. I mean, and obviously it was set mostly in Europe. There was an action scene purportedly sent to Coventry, and this one is also set pretty much entirely in Europe. Sharon, Sharon, I'm going to say a name here, and it might it might sway you to go watch this film. Frank Grillo. Ooh. Oh, Frank yes. Grillo. Frank oh, Grillo. Oh, uh, yes, I don't mind watching a bit of Frank Grillo. Frank Grillo shows up. Frank Grillo shows up doing the sort of typical, you know, three letter acronym law enforcement agent shtick. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, so uh, this is a film where it doesn't do anything that you haven't seen before, but it's just the fact that they have some good characters together that they put together. And it's almost kind of, it's, it's one of these films that is, it's an action comedy, but it doesn't, it, it leans a lot into the comedy. So it has all the beats that you're expecting in an action movie, but it keeps undercutting it because it knows, this film knows how stupid it is. <laughs> this film, This film knows how, convenient it is that that happens to be the case here that that happens this film no and it, this uh, this film knows that it's a sequel to a silly film and that you have to come up with some silly excuse for these characters to come up, come together again and to do it all over again and the first one had gary oldman in it as the bad guy and it's the kind of film where everybody who's in this film is capable of some sort of high art i think Sam Hayek has been nominated for an Oscar. Samuel L. Jackson has been nominated for an Oscar. Ryan Reynolds is, is capable of doing like he, he's just a very, very talented person. There's 
and you have Antonio Banderas in this film. He's been nominated for wow. an Oscar. Yeah, and so it has a great cast, but you can just see that all of them are kind of like there's no airs, there's no graces. They do not think they're making art. They know that they're that what they're make, they're making almost like a that it's all it's very slightly a satire or piss take on those sort of films on yeah. sort of the action comedy. And I really enjoyed it. Uh, there were oh. there were bits where I actually burst out laughing. There there were bits where things happened. I just kind of like oh like reactions that people would have. There 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 are some bits where they they push it a bit much, and it gets a it gets a bit. It, it it's it it it's kind of like you know when you say a film gets a bit laddie. Yeah. 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 And there's bits where it gets a bit laddie, but they sort of it's kind of like let, let me put it this way, if. Salma Hayek is making a joke about her own boobs. Is it okay? <laughs> so instead of like you know in in the past where it could be a male character making a joke about a woman's boobs or something yeah. like that, Salma Hayek has played those sort of characters in the in her past. But the, and but now if she's the one making the joke about her own boobs, is it does it become less laddie? <laughs> and, and and she gives as good as she gets. There there are there's one character who is actually on the poster. He's on the poster of the film, but the way he's introduced into the film, I totally forgotten he was in the film. And when they brought him in, they have fun with it. They have fun with it. And this is another Oscar winner who just sort of shows up, and you can see this dude is just having fun. They're just having fun, yeah. Just having, but unlike some, unlike some films where they're having so much fun, it doesn't translate. Yeah, you just feel shut out. Mm. You feel shut out. I, I feel like this actually does translate. I think that the, I think the, they, they are. Uh, I said there's problematic things like there's the whole. The, there's the whole laddie thing that I'm like, uh, and the thing that still gets me, and I know as I get older in action films, it worries me. The sort of cavalier attitude to bystanders, like, yeah. there, there's mm. one particular scene where you're like, "What? You just did? Did you just did you just mm. kill those people off for a joke?" Like the like they they have all the things that you know when the the main character always has some trauma that drives them, and they have that a scene of the main character having trauma that drives them. But the way they do it in this film, it's very kind of like making fun of the whole trope of the main character having a trauma that drives them. But it's done in a very cruel way, and you're like, what? Uh, yeah, but all in all, I would give it uh, I would give it a three out of five. Three yeah, out of five. I, cool. I think it's, yeah, it's, I mean, I might if there's not a lot else out, I probably will catch that. Yeah, uh, I, I, at some point. I think it's a lot of fun. I feel like I think I feel like fans of the first film will not be disappointed. disappointed. Oh, cool. Fan, fan of the first film. I mean, if because to be honest, with you, the first one was not going to be something that you're going to drill and nah. say that's my favorite film ever. <laughs> so I don't really think it's possible to be disappointed when somebody makes a sequel to it. But it's uh, but it's uh, yeah. I, I would say, uh, I would say three out of five for that. So, and now we go on to Emperor. Oh, and also just one more thing, if I may. The thing I was going to say was because we mentioned Ron Perlman in Monster Hunter, mm. we mentioned Gary Oldman in Woman in the Window. We mentioned like this, the cast of this film as well, and I feel like these are people who have gotten to a stage of their career where they have made their art. <laughs> they have made their art, and they don't have any airs or graces about a legacy. And so Ron Perlman just shows up in the film and just growls, growls, probably chomps a cigar and goes, nah, 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 what's my paycheck? <laughs> Gary Oldman shows up, swings for the fences and does whatever weird accents you want him to do. Gary carries his paycheck. He's got his Oscar now. And I feel like, and I feel like they should be allowed. And I don't, I think that some people think, oh, people should, Robert De Niro should only ever be in classic stuff. I'm like, nah, 
Let him have his fun. But anyway, fun. So, so now we get on to go back to Netflix and Friends, and we are talking Emperor. So Emperor, sure, this is you. Okay, yeah, this is. I saw this. This I watched this on Sky. Um, and we were saying about films not taking themselves too seriously. Well, this this is probably a film that does take itself a bit too seriously. <laughs> but um, <laughs> anyway, it's the story of. Uh, um, I think it must have been a book. There's a story of uh, this this uh, slave that lives on a plantation, um, and he's called Shields Shields Green. I think it's based on a true story. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah, and basically he's, he's he's okay. He lives on with a nice plantation owner, but the plantation owner loses and loses his cards game, so he loses the plantation and has to leave. And then someone obviously someone nasty takes over and does some horrible things. So he sort of. And, and he does something and he has to go because he's really annoyed because something happens to his family. And then so he, he kills some of the, the masters, shall we say, and then so, so and then he legs it. So they hire a bounty, bounty hunter to, to go after him. Anyway, he meets his people along the way. So it's, it's like a bit of a journey. He, he escapes and then he meets, he's sort of hiding in the town. Then he meets up with a bank robber and... Um, and he gets involved with the bank robber and there's a chase and he gets shot. Um, well, he doesn't get shot. Sorry. The bank robber gets shot and, and he just get, it just goes like all this adventure and eventually he ends up meeting John Brown and, um, fighting at Harper's Ferry. Harper's Ferry was, uh, where John Brown, John Brown's body lies. So obviously Americans before the American, just before the American civil war. Oh, yeah. And, um, John Brown and some men, they took this, which is a historical thing. They they took like the arsenal at Harper's Ferry. They took the federal arsenal. So obviously the the federal soldiers turn up, and there's there's a climatic battle. Now that's the that's the basic story. So it's like an exhibition from from an escape slave, and he meets people, and he gets chased, and he meets people, and he escapes, and he escapes. Um, yeah. Um, the the wagon chase I'm talking about with the bank robber reminded me something out of the Keystone Cops. Now, I don't know if you know what the Keystone Cops are. <laughs> but um, anyway, <laughs> so yeah. Okay, anybody, who, anybody listening to this who doesn't know what the Keystone Cops are, uh, uh, I would um, Google it. Google so, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's so, exactly as it's spelt. It, it's, yes. It's spelt exactly as it sounds. <laughs> Keystone Cops. Yeah, yeah so, so that chase that chase was a little bit, um, yeah, yeah. And there was, uh, I had a few issues with it. Um, I wouldn't say... <laughs> I disliked it, and and the climatic battle scene was was okay. wasn't too bad. I, I really enjoyed that. The seemed pretty authentic with the weapons and things. So that that the ending was quite a good battle. I don't know how historically accurate it is, and at no way at any time his name's Shields. How he gets the moniker Emperor, I just don't know. It's not explained, and I haven't actually done any research on that. So maybe I should do that. So yeah. So basically, all I can say. Um, about this film is it's a bit of a journey. There's a few chases in there, a couple of which are a little bit. There's a couple of times when it's like, mm, yeah, but yeah, okay, I let that. I can let that one go. I can let that one go. But as I say, that, <laughs> it's really funny that that wagon chase was. I just didn't. It was just a strange thing. You know what I mean? With, yeah, you can cut him. Yeah, it was like, supposed to be funny. Yeah, no, it wasn't supposed. That wasn't supposed to be funny. This is. This is what I say about the film. Take it like you were saying with uh, with with uh, the hitman's bodyguard's wife. You were saying that wasn't didn't take themselves too seriously. In this one, they really, really did take themselves too seriously. Um, so yeah, but yeah, I, I guess I guess it's one of those things that it's, it's hard to make a film about set, set during slavery. 
and not yeah. take yourselves <laughs> yeah. Not to, yeah yeah so but yeah so apart from the the chase thing as i say the 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 ultimate battle was was pretty good there's a couple of good moments and it started off start so it started off really good there are a couple of moments all the way through the end battle was pretty good but so i suppose i'm gonna really to be fair to it i'm probably gonna have to give this roundabout like a three star i would think i'll give it a three star so okay i forgive forgive some stuff so yeah yeah give it give it a three star apparently shields green was a real person Right. Okay, but how did he get the name Emperor? Is it is anything? Oh, on? Can the, you find the, that out for me? I know you haven't told me yet. All oh, right. Okay, you're the <laughs> you're Wikipedia the, the mine of information. Right. Okay. No, 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 no. Because they, they never don't. explain that. No, they don't. Although, although the guy who plays um, Shields Green, Dio Kenny, you're a bad boy. Yeah, like that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, my boy. That's a, yeah. So so three stars for that. Three stars. Yes. For that. Okay. So in a in a shortened in a shortened film where we're only doing four films instead of six this week or for the can anybody guess who won this week? <laughs> I, I, think. I, I oh dear. Being, I think that was in three is a yeah. all across the board. There's, yeah, they've threes across the board this week. Yeah, this is this is a three kind of week. It's a three out of five star kind of yeah. week. I think, oh, although, even though the, uh, this is one of the weird things, even though they're varying level, even though they're all three stars, it seems like there's varying levels of enjoyment that we all got from our different three star things. Um, uh, it's um, almost like if we had our scale, it'd be like one and two are like narrow, narrow. Four and five are really narrow. Yeah, if we did this out, there. yeah, if we did this yeah. out of ten, three, yeah, three's did, like, yeah, three's like. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of stuff in three. Is like, yeah. There's a lot of stuff in the middle with three. So it's um so yeah, we have a we have a three star week. So nothing that we saw that was terrible. Everything that we saw this week, we will probably encourage people to go find. So I do find that. And also, um, because this week we have had um our most most enthusiastic lit- listener. Uh, Anna Bishop Yara, who's going to touch with us on face on YouTube as usual, playing the quiz game and asking. She she was essentially asking. She was like, "Oh, it'd be good if some more people played." So if you're listening to this, go find us on YouTube, play along with the quiz game, find us on Facebook, and get in touch. But until next week, when we go see a couple more films, it's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye for me. And it's a goodbye for me. Thank you very much for joining us. 